Hi, this is Pastor David Cooper. Thank you for joining my podcast. I pray that the Word of God will be a blessing to you. I also want to ask you to share the podcast with others. Together, we can make an impact in people's lives as we introduce them to the Word of God. Thank you for your partnership and ministry of the Mount Perrin family and our outreach. I pray that the Word of God will be a blessing to you today. The greatest story in all the world is the Christmas story. It's not a story like other stories, like Santa Claus, which is also a great story. It's a fun story, a fictitious story, a magical story. But the story of Christmas is a true story. What really happened that night, 2,000 years ago, that changed the world? A child was born who changed the history of the world. Well, the Bible tells us right after the baby was born that God appeared to shepherds out of the field. Luke chapter 2, verse 8 through 10 says, Now there were shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And suddenly the angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Fear not, I bring you good news of great joy that shall be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the town of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Listen to the angel's message to the world. Fear not. Would you like to live your life without fear? Psychologists tell us that anxiety rates are increasing so rapidly today because of world events, a pandemic. Our young people are terrified today. Wars are broken out in the world. Many young people even have what they call a climate change hysteria, sense of anxiety because they keep being told the world's not going to end. I can assure you the world is not going to end, that God holds the world in the palm of his hands. People are frightened today. They're very anxious and they're very angry. Would you like to live above that? Are you living down here in the fray and you just worried all the time and angry all the time? Or There is a better life. There's a higher life. Fear not. You can live your life not the victim of fear. Psychologists tell us that the root of all anxiety, underlying all of it, is a fear of dying. But Jesus answered that fear in his resurrection. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. In the moment a believer dies in Christ, their soul is immediately with God in heaven. We don't really die. We just make a transition. We change neighborhoods. And that's taught in the Old Testament as well, by the way. If you're Jewish, Ecclesiastes 12 and 11, when the writer describes physical dying, he says that the body returns to the dust from which it came, and the spirit returns to the God who gave it. Jesus teaches us how to live in faith in God, to rise above the fear. In fact, he tells us in Luke 14, 1, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. When you put your faith in Jesus as your Savior, you realize that your life belongs to the Lord. You will not let your heart be troubled. Fear not. For I bring you good news of great joy. The message of Jesus is a message of Good news. The religion of Jesus is a positive religion. 
for a better life, an abundant life here, the promise of eternal life. It's a message of good news. It's not a message of legalism or rituals. It's a religion of a relationship, a relationship with the God who made us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. It's a message of good news, the best news you'll ever hear. You're hearing tonight the good news that a Savior has been born. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. Would you like to have great joy in your life? Real joy, not situational joy, because the situation in your life will change. It may be a great one now, and I'm like you. I love it when my situation's great, and there's a lot of joy that comes from that. But when the situation changes, there's a deeper joy that remains, and only Jesus can give that. In John 15, 11, he told his disciples, I've spoken these things to you that my joy might be in you. Do you have the joy of the Lord tonight? You can. That my joy might be in you, that your joy might be complete. And what is this good news and this joy living without fear? How is that possible? For unto you is born this day in the town of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This day, today, he said. In other words, something really happened in history 2,000 years ago. I met a man once who told me he, he said, well, I don't even believe Jesus existed. I said, I suppose you don't believe the pharaohs existed or the Roman emperors like Julius Caesar. I suppose you believe that George Washington never existed. I said, you don't get the luxury of just changing history because you don't like it. The fact of the matter is, today, something happened in time. Something happened in a moment in time. Galatians 4 and 4 says, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law. Many people have asked me, why did Jesus come into the world at that time? I don't know that. I just know it was in the fullness of time. That means in God's perfect time, God sent forth his son. Today, the angel said, something has happened in time, in history. And it happened at a place in the town of David. That's Bethlehem. That means the house of bread. That was where young David grew up, the shepherd who became a king and worked on his dad's shepherd farm. It was five miles outside of Jerusalem because the Messiah from his humanity would be born through the lineage of David. He was born in the town of David, a place. Something happened in time. I've been to Bethlehem on a few occasions. One of the most sacred moments of my life was when we visited it was underneath a Greek Orthodox church, kind of a Byzantine church where the churches are built in the shape of a cross. And you go down under the sanctuary and there's, there's some of the old stables that the shepherds have used for hundreds and hundreds of years. And there was a place and tradition says this was the place where the, the manger was. It was a little carved out place in a rock. I don't know if that was the place, but I can guarantee you it was near the place. It was in the town of David. It was in Bethlehem. And I remember Barbie was so moved as a mother by that little sight of where perhaps his body had been as an infant. And she got on her knees and reached her hand back in it and touched it. And she started to weep and she said, we got to sing something. So I led them in, oh, come let us adore him, a song we sang a moment ago. Oh, come let us adore him, Christ the Lord. 
Fear not, I bring you good news of great joy. A Savior has been born to you. Well, if you were going to the doctor and they diagnosed you with a terminal illness, you'd want a Savior, wouldn't you? You'd want to find a doctor. You would do anything to find a doctor who could cure you. And if you found one, that doctor would save you from disease. If you're facing bankruptcy, you'd be looking for a savior. You'd be looking for a bank to bail you out or a family member. And if you found somebody that was willing to pay off your debt and fix your credit, you'd be saved from debt. If you were drowning in water, in a lake, or the ocean, about to breathe your last breath, and there came a rescue team put a vest around you and pulled you out, then you'd be saved and you'd be grateful. There's only one difference between these other religions. There are many religions in the world, but there's only one Savior. A Savior, not many saviors, a Savior. If we needed healing, God would have sent us a doctor. If we needed therapy, God would have sent us a psychiatrist. If we didn't need wealth, God would have sent us a financier. But what we needed most was redemption. So God sent us a Savior. Are you saved? Saved from sin? Saved from the consequences of sin? Saved from the effects of sin? Have you trusted Christ to deal with the greatest issue in your life, which is your spiritual condition, to redeem you, to restore you, to forgive you, to cleanse you, a Savior? has been born to you. Jesus came to save you tonight. Whoever you are, whatever your, your background is, whatever your religion is, or lack of religion, Jesus came into this world just for you. My mother once told me of her conversion experience as a teenager. They went out for a summer camp out in Conyers somewhere to a a Presbyterian camp. That's where she actually kind of got to know my dad as kids. They both grew up in East Point, about two blocks from each other. But she said one night they had a bonfire out by the lake and they were singing songs and she'd heard the gospel all week. But she said she looked out over the lake for a moment as a teenager and she had a glimpse of the crucifixion of Jesus. And she said Jesus spoke to her in his agony. He said, if you were the only person who needed me, I would have done this for you. And I can tell you tonight, I'm not a Christian because I grew up in a Christian home, and I'm grateful for that. And I'm not a Christian because I went to a great Christian church, and I'm grateful for that. Now, I'm not even a Christian because Jesus died for the whole world. That doesn't help me. I'm a Christian because Jesus died on the cross for my sins, rose again for my salvation, and guarantees me eternal life. And I want you to experience the same blessing in your life. A Savior has been born to you. He said, I got to fix too much in my life. Now, you come to Jesus just like you are. He'll fix you up. He'll save you. He'll redeem you. He'll restore you. I close with telling you why my faith is so real to me. 
I was about eight years old, and at the time in the Missionary Alliance Church, we'd come out of the Presbyterian Church, which was our roots, and my dad moved our family because of changes in the church, I guess. I was just a kid. I kind of know a little bit more, more about that now from what my mom told me, but the Christian Missionary Alliance Church came out of a Presbyterian minister who was spirit-filled and had a healing revival. It had to be something like Presbyterian for my dad to go to it. And he was so glad when I got my doctorate from a Presbyterian seminary. He was happy about that. But it's in that church that I really heard the gospel. And we had a revival for a few nights. We had a, this very young minister came, but he was a magician. Barbie tells me to say illusionist now. She says magician's not cool, but I think it's pretty cool for me as a magician. And I was just so fascinated with these tricks he was doing, but he would tell the story about Jesus. And the Lord had been dealing with me in my own heart. And he gave an altar call, and it was a small church, and nobody came. I wanted to go so bad. But I was just eight. I was terrified to walk down the aisle. But at the end, before he closed the service, he said, if you were too nervous to come forward tonight, he said, I'll be down front. I'd like to talk with you. And as soon as they dismissed the service, I walked down front and met him. I don't know his name today. I'd like to meet him when I get to heaven and thank him. One day you will thank me for sharing with you tonight what I'm sharing with you. Because one day it's going to click in your heart and you're going to need this gospel. He sat down with me on the front pew of the church and he opened his Bible to John 3.16. He said, what is your name? I said, David. He said, look at this with me, what Jesus said. For God so loved David that he gave his only begotten son, that if David would believe in him, he would not perish, but have everlasting life. He said, do you believe that? I said, yes, sir. He led me a simple prayer. Now, you may be thinking, can a, a decision like that really make any difference? A simple decision here tonight? Well, that's the reason I'm standing before you tonight. Your whole life, the direction of your life, you young people listen to me, the direction of your life and your destiny is going to hinge on a few strategic decisions you make over the course of your life. Not all the small ones. It's not going to be about the house you buy or the car you drive or the college you go to. Those are great. Those are decisions. But they're not going to alter your destiny. But there are a few decisions you're going to make. They're going to determine your direction in life and your ultimate destiny. This is the greatest, most important decision you ever make to say yes to Jesus. They say, Lord, I believe in you. And I receive you as my Savior. If you'll do that, Christ will do all the rest. He has a great plan for your life. Thank you for joining me today as we've shared together the Word of God. Let me ask you to download the Mount Perrin Church app today so that we can stay connected and you can see all the great services and resources available for you and your family. Follow me on social media and also the Mount Perrin Church family. I look forward to seeing you in church to worship, on campus, and online. God bless you. Have an incredible day.